In fact, what we do in plan design, in my point of view, and what I talk in my social media is, we have a problem, and we start from the problem. The chemical process engineer needs to identify how to solve that problem, and once we identify that, we will develop a series of deliverables and documents in order that the other discipline are able to do their job, and in the final, in the end, we have uh, increase in production, we have a new plant, we have in compliance with the regulations and something like that. Welcome to the Chemical Engineering Guys podcast, a show in which we share stories and tips from chemical and process engineers. We talk about student and professional life, as well as important aspects of products, processes, industries and companies. But more importantly, what are the paths that these unique individuals are taking in this ever-changing world? Let's get started. What's up, guys? Welcome once again to the show Chemical Engineering Guys podcast. This time, I have one of my dearest friends, online friends, Jefferson Costa, which is a Brazilian engineer, process engineer. Probably you have been watching some of his content already online, the owner of the In Process program, which is a very interesting program. Jefferson will tell us about it. So Jefferson, let us know more about you. What's your background and what are you doing right now? Hi, Emmanuel. Hi, guys. Thanks a lot for the invitation. And I'm very happy to be here, here, here with you. And we are again together. First, you accepted my invitation to my in-process interview series, and now I'm here with you in your podcast, and it is very nice. So guys, my name is Jefferson Costa. I'm a chemical process engineer with expertise in plant design. I have around 10, more than 10 years of experience in plant design, and I'm not only work with plant design, but I have a lot of content in the internet, so you can follow them in my LinkedIn, I have a Telegram channel in process, Facebook fan page, Instagram, and also the YouTube channel. That's true, guys. That's, I would say Jefferson Costa might have one of the best contents for chemical process engineers in the internet. So definitely check him out if you haven't checked. And if you already know him, maybe even try to contact him and let him know what, what do you want to have as a content. So maybe you want more courses, you want some interviews you want to focus in some industries jefferson will be kind enough to check out what's the public what the audience wants so jefferson let's go back in time as i usually like to carry out this episode in chronology so the very first thing i want to talk about is why did you decide to become a chemical engineer i was i decided to be a uh, in fact i didn't decide to be a chemical process engineer I was, at the time, I was studying to be agricultural technician, and but my father is from the industrial project area, and he suggested me to do an exam to uh, study chemical engineering in a public institute in Brazil, and in Brazil, the public institutes are more concept, uh, has more value than the commercial ones, so I passed the exam, and the only thing that I decided at that time was once I started the chemical engineering course, I only 
left the university when I finished that. And it doesn't matter if I like it or if I don't like it, I will finish. And after that, I will decide what I will do. Okay, that's true. I see that you started in the University of Sao Paulo back there in Brazil. How is the university? What's the main focus? Is it for engineers to go in the industry or is it for research? Or what's the main idea? Yeah, the, the University of Sao Paulo has a, a lot of campus and in Sao Paulo, of course. And my the, uni, the campus that I, I, I get lessons that I studied, it was focused, focused on industry. In the, there was a project that developed about the pro-alcohol. So the, they used sugar canes to, to develop the fuel for, for cars and something like that. So there was a distillation unit in the university in the time of the militaries because it started as a private institution from the militaries and after that the government took it to the public. So it was addressed to industry, but although the university is addressed to the industry, in fact, I didn't get too in touch with the industry in, in the time that I was in the college because I think it's normal that the, the teachers are more interested in doing lessons for us or developing their, their researches than uh, sharing with you, us practical knowledge because some of them Uh, in Brazil, it's very, it's very common that or you decide to be a teacher or you decide to go to the, the industry. And when you decide to be a teacher, you need to do a lot of uh, masters and doctorate. And when you do that, you don't have time to work in the industry. So once I had this kind of, the, uh, of teachers, I get more theoretical uh, stuff than practical. In fact, I only learned plan design in, in the job. I didn't learn plan design in my, in my graduation. Okay. So was it because you didn't have courses dedicated for plant design or was it because it was maybe lacking the course? I think it, 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 there is two, two main reasons. The first, the first one is that uh, we are not prepared to... We, we don't understand what the industry needs. So we don't know if we, when, when my teacher talks about pipe instrumentation diagram, I didn't know how important it would be to my career. So I didn't take attention to that. In the other hand, I didn't remember that they have emphasized the importance. So I, I think it was the, the both things that contribute to not... Uh, learning plan design in the in the college and when I, when I say that I didn't learn plan design I mean that I didn't learn how to use the chemical engineering to do my job of course that I learned the fl uh, fluid dynamics I learned heat transfer but it is different when you get the examples from the book and get it in real life because Although you know how to do the calculations, you have a lot of documents that you need to develop and that a lot of interface that you need to, to handle. And those 
are things that you usually you don't learn at the university. That's true, Jefferson. That's very important to remark that I don't know why chemical engineers always lack this part of actual, let's say, hands-on in plant design. We know a lot of unit operations, maybe. We work in the lab, maybe with some, I don't know, a filter or reactor or heat exchanger. But once you get to the industry, it's way different what you study, and as you said it, on the books, and what do you see in the industry. And it's very hard because they also have a lot of, let's say, innovative unit operations, which I think are not present on the, let's say, old books. Uh, we know the basics, of course, the, our background is solid, but it's not the same to study all equipment versus the actual things that you are using. Jefferson, what do you think about that? Do you think the universities will eventually try to get along with the industry needs? Or do you think that chemical engineering is going to be taught as it is taught since, I don't know, 1950? My point of view, once I finished my chemical engineering course, is that the target of the university is to open your mind to let you know how to, how to find the answers. And I'm, I'm not saying that it is the fault of the university. I didn't know how to do plant design because, in fact, there are lots of fields to the chemical process engineering work. So maybe if... I would be blaming about plant design. My, eventually, someone wants to work with sales, and it would be the same. Uh, the university is not able to reach all fields of work of the chemical process engineer. But uh, it can give you guidance on how you find the answers. And once you understand that, you will stop blaming the university for not teaching you how you should do the work but push yourself to go forward. What I mean, you need to, to look for YouTube videos, you need to look for special training to let you specialize it or prepare to the, the field that you want to work on. So that is my point of view about the university. And of course, if you want to work with research and development, it's, I think it's easier to you develop this kind of vision in the university because many teachers has researchers inside the university so you get closer to the working process of research and development. And it is not possible to do talking about plan design because there, are, there is no plan design in the university. So that's my point of view. Yeah, I also think... Even though we study a lot of problems from the book, textbook problems, it really helps you to open your mind and try to solve different approaches. Because when you go and solve material balances, you use another approach than when you were solving maybe heat transfer problems. And when you go to transport phenomena, it's another approach. So even though they are engineering approaches, you are using different ways into actually attacking the problems. So... That's what I think we have an advantage, right? So we know a lot of ways in which we can solve things and we can try to use a methodology in order to solve problems. Okay, Jefferson, so that's an interesting point to consider. Many students, I think, have this problem. They are recently graduate and they have no idea. They feel that maybe they are not good enough for the industry. So my question will be then, 
how did you felt once you were graduated? Because I see that you went directly to the industry as a process engineer. So were you open for the adventure? Were you scared maybe, or were you willing to take this challenge? What was your attitude? It was dark times because I finished my graduation. I did a, a, in here in Brazil to you finish your college or university, you need to have a minimum time as trainee in the industry or in something related to chemical process engineering, not exactly in the industry. So at that time, I was a, an attendant working for the municipal government and the municipal government had water treatment station. So part-time, I did my trainee in the water treatment station. And once I get the enough hours to finish my training, I left. So I was not in touch or familiar with the, the commercial industry, private industry, after, uh, before I finished my graduation. And I spent one year uh, to get my first job because I left the home that I, I worked on that time. I was living in, in Vale do Paraíba, in Sao Paulo, and I went to Rio de Janeiro because my father had some contacts in the project offices. So I went to Rio de Janeiro without, without any job promise. I started looking for job. And every day I was looking for a job. In that time, there was not LinkedIn or internet was not so diffused as it is right now. And I think that the, the most important point was that I never, never, never give up. So I, I still uh, keep searching. And eventually I get the opportunity. I was in the right place at the right time. The design office that asked me for an interview, they were needing a process engineer to show to the customer because they were received a customer representative. They didn't have a process engineer to show. My boss at the time asked me something like this. Please come to the office tomorrow and I will present you as our chemical process engineer. And if you don't, don't want this job, Don't worry, you don't need to return, please. But tomorrow, be here because I need a process engineer to show to the customer representative. So that was very impactful. And I will not forget the words of Mr. Falcão in that time. So this, it was the way that I get my first job. So this is the PCE engineering or engineering PCE job yeah. you're talking about? Yes, correct. Okay, so I, I, I read here... it that you work as a process engineer for almost one year and four months, specifically for propylene plant. So let us know more on that job. What was it to be a new process engineer? And especially as your boss told you, you were the only process engineer. So what did you do and how did you survive Jefferson? Okay, Manuel, the, the, this, the, this designing office was doing uh, EPC for revamping the polypropylene plant for breast scan. And that time was not breast scan the name, but after some, some years, the breast scan bought the company. So I will talk about breast scan, okay? It was supposed to have a junior engineer, that should be me, and they would 
uh, hire another engineer to be my senior engineer. But in the end, I was the only engineer in the company. It was a joint venture between OAS, a construction company, and PCE. In PCE, speciality, in fact, was hydroelectric facilities. So I was the only chemical process engineer that was ever uh, hired in the company. And my, my luck was that because of that, we was moved to inside the breast can to, do, to develop the project. So I was doing the, the, the tailing design of the polypropylene plant and I needed to get the basic engineering uh, design and review the data sheets for control valves. I needed to review the line, line lists, compare the what was in the pipe instrumentation diagram, if all the instruments in, in the pipe instrumentation diagram, if we had the process data sheet for each instrument, if all lines drawn in the pipe instrumentation diagram was in the line list and something like that. So in the beginning of the career as a chemical process engineer, most often we work as verifiers. We need to verify if what was already done by previous projects or by senior people is complete or if it's missing something. Uh, we are not approvers. We need to verify if something was missing, okay? So this is was what my main uh, tasks or my main roles in this job. So I spent around one, one year and a half doing that. But once the, the project finished and we did the revamp of the plant, I was invited by the project manager of the design office of Brescan to join the team. So I was a third party in Brescan working with plan design, but this time for a small project, a small improving project. So the operations identified that something could be done to increase the plant capacity. For instance, increase the steam flow and I needed to evaluate the pipeline, do the pipe sizing and something like that. And it was in that time that I learned how to use the AutoCAD and it is a software from Autodesk that most companies uses to do pipe instrumentation diagram. So I think that is, it is a, a good side skill to be learned by those ones that wants to work with plan design. So in general, it was it, my friend. I started as the junior engineer, but I did the job of all engineers of my company and we finished the, the project and I was invited to Brescan, uh, by Brescan to help them with the small projects inside the company. That's nice, Jefferson, to hear that, that you started in a, let's say, smaller company. And then because you show that you were able to do the job, you were invited to this great company, which is Brascam. So can you let us know more on the main difference of working with a small company or maybe medium-sized company versus the Brascam monster? Because I also know Brascam has some, like, I don't know if it's completely private, but I think the government has some, let's, let's say, talk in the table. How is it to work with... Did you like it or was it very hard to work with government institutions? 
Although the, the government maybe have some stocks, it is private. In, in, we can consider that is a private company. But what we need uh, and people must understand when we are in the design department in a production industry is that the design, design department is not the priority. We, they need to produce polypropylene, they need to produce polyethylene. So all the resources are addressed to production. And it's very common that there is some kind of rivalry between design and operations because we, in, in some cases, they, they think that we are they, uh, letting their, their job more difficult, but we want to is get the, the things easier and cleaner to, to have a better performance. So what I can say to you, although the bright scan is very, very big, it is big in operations and not in the design office because it's not the expertise of Brascan at the time that I worked there. I I'm, I'm don't know how it is today, okay? Uh, they were not interested in doing design. They were interested in, in doing operations, producing more and more. And so the, the design department was very small. We had, I think it was only five persons. It had the... A pipe designer that was our focal point, like a manager. I had a CAD designer, a guy to work with the administrative issues. And it, it was me to do the process job, but I get in touch with the suppliers like the compressor suppliers. And I did the AutoCADs, the AutoCADs update also related to pipe instrumentation diagram. If we were to install a valve in the field. I went there and I helped the, to do the commissioning, the startup. So if I needed to get some weight to help the installation of the valve, I, I would do that. So although the company size, the project design was very small. And that, that was very, very good because when we start your, your career in a small company, you are challenged to do a lot, a lot of things that in big companies it is uh, specialized uh, skills. So when I when I left the Brescan, when I went to to White Martins, Praxair, and now Lindy, my environment changed, and I was more specialized in chemical process engineering, and I left the project manager skills to be behind because uh, there were people uh, specialized to do that. So it was very nice to start my career in Brescan and I did great friends there and I'm not regret uh, anything about it. And it is very, very, very good when you start in a small company because you learn a lot of skills. That's true. I, I also think the same. Thanks for letting me know that Brascam is not publicly owned. I thought it was publicly owned by the government, but it, it says that it's a private company. And I think it's way better to do so because then you have less, let's say, politics in the company involved. I see now that you were working in Praxair, which is a very important chemical company. For our friends out there, Praxair is mostly in charge of gases but I know there are also other types of products. 
So you were there as a senior process engineer, which I think is one of the ideal positions most of our friends want to achieve. Can you let us know more on what is the main role you were doing and what was your day-to-day -day work in Praxair, uh, Jefferson? Yes, for sure. Uh, although I started my career in breast skin, in fact, my school, I can say that my uh, professional school was Praxair because it was there that I get involved with big, big projects from the start to the end. And although many people think that project project design is related only to EPC companies, it, that's not true. There are many other phases of the project to consider in order to get from the beginning to the end. And what I did there was to do calculations related to process engineering. So I started using the Unicin design that is a process simulation software similar to Aspen High Seas. And I was involved with industrial as uh, cryogenic air separation. I learned how to do the sizing of uh, plants or units related to nitrogen, oxygen, and argo separation. Uh, I get involved also with hydrogen production using steam methane reformer. And I get involved also with CO2 liquefaction in order to have the, the CO2 for the beverage grade. Uh, in the last year, I was involved with acetylene production, but it was very fast. I'm not so skilled on that. But the fact is, is that I was able to work at the preliminary stages of a project and doing uh, supporting business with decision related to the what is the best arrangement to attempt our customer. For instance, if Brascan will install a new unit and usually they need utilities. And some of the utilities that they, they need are nitrogen. So they do a bit in the market, a business uh, inquired, alguma, uh, something like that. So I did preliminary piping instrumentation diagram, preliminary process flow diagram, and preliminary heating material balance in order to help the business to do the cost of the proposal. And once we get the, we want the, the proposal, the, we start doing the project. And during the project, we did the data sheet for instrumentation, for equipment, for control valves, PSVs, and something like that. And review the pipe instrumentation diagram, pipe uh, process flow diagram, and something like that. And with those information, other disciplines were able to do uh, their job, like the electrical guy would, was able to size the cables for the electricity needed to the pump motor. And the mechanical engineer was able to do the specification to buy a compressor or something like that. And once we finish the design, it's time to the procurement team buy all the stuffs needed to be delivered to the field in order that the construction team are able to erect the, the, the plant and once the erection is finished, 
we need to go to the appeal to the decommission in startup. So uh, when uh, a person is in a EPC, most often they are restricted only to the office jobs or office activities. And that was not my case because I started in the office, but once the, the plant was erected, I went, I went to the field and I did the commissioning, I did the startup. So in some cases, I verified that some decisions done in the design was not the best decision. But as I was in the field verifying that, seeing with my own eyes what get wrong, I was able to learn much more and get that knowledge and return to future designs and know that I cannot use that kind of valve because if I do that and I drain the, the, the cryogenic column, the valve will, will leak. So I need to change that kind of valve and something like that. So that was the kind of thing that I learned in Braxia that I don't believe that I would learn if I worked in a big design company because I was restricted only to the office. And because of all this learning, today I'm still able to do the office job and also the feed job that I'm doing today. Okay, that's great to hear, Jefferson. Actually, I have a personal doubt, Jefferson. When did you learn to uh, use HiSys and all the other simulation tools? Was it in Braskem or was it in Praxer? In Braskem, we had the Aspen HiSys, and it was the it was in fact it was not Aspen yet. I think it was only HiSys design because it was the green screen yet yes. that time but I didn't know I have in, in that time I have read about process simulation software but I have never get in touch with them during my college so I get in touch with them only during the job so I learned in the job my English was not so good that, that time and there was something like for instance uh, I needed to add the dirty to a uh, pump, and I didn't know that the pump, the dirty was equivalent to power and something like that. So it was hard to, to learn uh, alone. And as I didn't need to use too much, I, was, I didn't get skilled in process simulation breast scan. It was only in Praxia because I needed to, to do the process simulation of the whole plant from the air intake to the liquid at the storage tank that I learned how to use the process simulation. And to my, to my lucky, it was units in design that was very, very similar to Icepan High C. So I was already familiar and getting uh, all the projects and with support with some senior engineers, I was able to learn in the job about process simulation. And did you have a mentor or did you have proper training or did you just learn by yourself? Uh, I can say that I learned by myself. What I had in that time was some notes. Uh, here we, we call this apostilla, but it's something like a short book with annotation. I did have that from previous training from other people in the company. And for me, it's very easy to learn something when I have a reference. I, I am able to see how one thing works and replicate that to me. 
So as we had many, many projects, previous projects, I opened them and I verified uh, it is this way that was uh, set the compressor. It was this way that the pump was set. And although I didn't have an official mentor, we had a, a job leader. And eventually I addressed some questions to, to him, but uh, it was not too often. I learned more by observation than by asking people. I did have some help, but I also learned by heart. There was not so many content to study from. So the only way was by clicking and trying and refreshing and trying to talk with colleagues that use the software. So that's very important to consider in real life. You will typically need to know. It's fun to say this, but learn to learn. So when you're a good engineer, you're always open to learn new tools even though it will be, of course, out of your comfort zone. But if you are not open for learning new tools, it's really going to be working against you. That's one thing I always say. Chemical engineers are always open for new tools. Jefferson, I know now that you are by, your, by yourself or in your consulting company. Uh, let us know more on that because I know there's a lot of chemical engineers that want to open shop make their own business, but it's kind of hard to go because typically we think about heavy investments or that we need to have a very innovative product or that we need to produce lots of product or have the right connections. So how did you manage to go by yourself? How did you went from being an employee to be your own boss? It was not a decision of mine because the crisis that we had here in Brazil and we it seems that we left in it uh, our, my contract was finished in the end of 2017 it was in December and I get with our job but it is a, a practice here in Brazil to to hire uh, senior engineers as consultant so what I did was that we call here open a CNPJ that is like we have the ID for personal, we have a, an ID to a company. So I opened something like that. And my ex-boss from Praxia invited me to go to China because the process team there was needing help with air separation design. So he indicated me And because of that, I get a contract with Praxia China, and I spent uh, three months there doing process design in Shanghai, and that was a very, a very, very good time there. And it was there that I decided to to do all my contents in English, because one year before I was starting to share my experience in the internet, but in Portuguese. And that was the time that we get in touch. I don't know if you remember. I invited of, you. Of course, of course, I remember. I remember the video I sent you. I think you still have it on your channel, right? Yes, yes, it's there to everyone who wants to watch that. Talking about that, why did you decide to do this? Did you wanted to share your knowledge for helping others or for maybe marketing purposes, so they know that you're a process engineer, or was it a task? Why did you do that? 
a jornada laboral? It it was a combination of a lot of factors, but in my my last year in Praxia, I was not satisfied with my career. I'm not know if because my age I was uh, going to the 40s, but I was five years without having an increase in salary. So I was not satisfied, although I had good uh, good feedbacks from my work, although I was at the five top percentage of people with good results, I didn't have a salary increase. So I was starting thinking about my career and what I could do to change that. So it was when I get uh, in touch with personal development and there in Brazil there is some names famous related to this, this field. But I get in touch also with the Tony Robbins material and I, I decided that uh, after I, my contract was finished, I decided that I would be international known by my expertise. That was a decision that I made. I would be international recognized at my expertise and I would have 1,000 students at my supervision. That, that was the two decisions that, that I did. And the Jornada Industrial was not, it was not my idea yet that I decided later my goals. It was forming what some months later I would decide to do. So my first objective with the Jornada Industrial was to join seniors, engineers to share their knowledge. It was not clear to me at that time that I would be uh, very, very known in the internet because that, in fact, was not my purpose. But once I went to China, that got stronger in, in me. And I decided that from that point, I would like never to, to get to ask for a job. My objective was I will not ask for a job anymore. I will get recognized at my expertise and I will have people asking me to work for them and not the opposite. So that was why I start sharing my experience in the internet. And after some, some time, I decided also that I could share I could teach young people and buy, ask for a fee for that because I spend a lot of time with my students and I do Zoom meetings, something like that. So it, it was like a retirement plan. The, the training program that I have is like a retirement plan. I don't want to stop working as a, a, a chemical engineer working with plan design because it is something that I really, really love and that's something that I, I feel that that gives me the the right to teach other people. So it's something like that, Emmanuel. I'm not so sure if I, I get lost in my thoughts. If I did misled, get me in the wrong way, in the in the right way, please. Oh, thank you for sharing all this. Actually respect you a lot for that. It's something that not all people will be clear the reality of the jobs, especially in Mexico, Brazil. I don't know other countries, I don't want to say them, but it's it's sad that process engineers 
which are very important for the industry. They sometimes don't get valued. And as you stated, I think it's also because it's very hard for maybe a process engineer that is already in his comfort zone. He's earning a relatively good amount of money. He will stay there. It's not common. It, it might be common to change for a job, for another process engineering job. But the reality is that many will, will remain in the company they're working. And the companies are not so, let's say, they don't value that much their process engineers. And as you stated, five years without a raise and you're giving the results, you're working hard. In my opinion, you did the best decision, which is always work for yourself, sell your services, go full out. As you stated, you started talking Portuguese and you saw, I also started talking in Spanish. All my content, chemical engineering content was in Spanish, but I also think that you saw the light I did. English is the universal language. So if you want to go all out, you got to do it in English. And congratulations, Jefferson, really. You are doing great, I think. And I really think that you have two main things going on, the consulting firm and also your online business. Let it be the in-process program that you have. Uh, let us know more on that. So what... What's the in-process? What does it include? What, uh, how do you help your students? Uh, can you be more specific? Because I'm pretty sure some engineers that might be hearing or listening to this podcast might be interested. So let us know more about in-process. Okay. To, to talk about more about in-process booster, that is my training program, I would do uh, a step, we step back to, because today is very, very clear to me And that is what keeps pushing me to sharing a lot of content is that my mission is to teach people that want to work with plant design. And of course, most of them are chemical, are chemical process engineers. So it is very, very clear to me that my mission is to get chemical process engineers that want to learn how to do plant design and teach them how to do this, how to do that because we don't learn that in the college, in the university, and if we work in operations and we are too much time in operations, we don't learn that also because the operations is different from design. So once that I let that clear to me, to my mind, and uh, everything that I share is addressed to that. So my in-process interviews are addressed to that. My content in Telegram channel, I give tips, audio tips in my Telegram channel for free. And you can know what is normal cubic meter per hour. Today, I talked about the difference about HAZOP and, and SEAL and stuff like that. So uh, I think that is very important to people know that you need to have an objective, and I have mine, I have my goal. So based on that, I developed the in-process booster where I teach people how to use the Icepan High Seas to, to do plan design, but not only how to use the tool, I get examples of my work, and that's why I, I, I'm not uh, interested in stop working, I get example from my work and I show, uh, I have this, I'm working in this, in this project and in this project, I need to do this. I need to calculate a pipe size and you, you will have this kind of information. You need to consider this kind of variables 
and because of that you will use the Aspen High Seas this way. And that is my, my target with the Aspen High Seas. But plant design is not only process simulation, it is related also with pipe instrumentation diagrams. So inside the process booster, people learn how to read and how to develop the pipe instrumentation diagram. And to complete that, uh, getting, getting deeper in plant design, we need to know how to fill process data sheet for equipment, for instruments, for control valves and PSVs and stuff like that. So the training program is organized, is planned in a way that the, the members of my training program can do process simulation and with that have the heating material balance, can uh, read and develop pipe instrumentation diagram and with the, instrument, uh, the information from the heating material balance and from the pipe instrumentation diagram, they are able to fill or develop process data sheet for, for equipment, instrument, and etc. And not only that, to, fin to, to close this training program, I'm adding the safety, uh, process safety considerations, because when we are doing design, we need to know what happens if the temperature gets too low or gets too hot, if the pressure increases, decreases, and process safety point of view it's needed to get all this together, all these deliverables, because in fact, what we do in plan design, in my point of view, and what I talk in my social media is, we have a problem and we start from the problem. The chemical process engineer needs to identify how to solve that problem. And once we identify that, we will develop a series of deliverables and documents in order that the other discipline are able to do their job and in the final, in the end, we have uh, increase in production, we have a new plant, we have in compliance with the regulations and something like that. The, if you are not developing documents in plan design, we are not doing plan design. Uh, and uh, it is more or less what is the, the main goal of the training program. And it is a way that I have also to, to be closer to my students because they have my WhatsApp and I have to have this closer relationship with them. Most of them are getting, becoming friends of mine, but we need to select people that will be surround, surround me because the time, the uh, time is not money. Time is life. So I don't want to spend my time with people that don't want to learn plan design, that don't want to, to improve the, themselves. So if the, the person is decided enough to pay a fee for me, to have me as a mentor, I believe that they are read or prepared or have the will enough to be a, a better professional. And it's my pleasure to help him or to help her because of that. Okay, that's great to hear, Jefferson. I also think the same. I think we have the same idea that if, if people want to learn, they should come by themselves. We are not there to make them learn. If they come with us is because they want to know more about our services, our products, how we can help them, how can we educate them, and all that. So I'm really on board with you. I get you totally, Jefferson. And congratulations also in process. I know that you have been doing a lot of interviews with other fellow chemical and process engineers, well, actually other type of engineers. 
So definitely check out the channel of Jefferson. It's in YouTube, just as, as his name, Jefferson Costa, the chemical process engineer. And Jefferson, what do you think if we pass quickly to the quick question and answer section? Okay, no problem. Perfect. So let's get to the student life section. What would you change from your student life? I would go to my Paris to have more networking because I was a very shy person and usually I stayed at my my not in my home but I didn't left too much to 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 have a relationship with with people. That's true. Networking is important, Jefferson. That's also yes. what happened to me. I didn't go out as much. But yeah, I still, I recommend that. Go out, not not for the sake of getting drunk or just having like wasted or something. Go out and try to connect with people. Yes, correct. Okay, so what would you remove from your bachelor syllabus? What subjects or courses do you think are not useful and will maybe change them for another course? Uh, I did a specialization In fact, it's it's hard to to answer this question because I I would say that I did a specialization in uh, reliability engineering and that was not useful to me. But in fact, it was because I learned some some concepts related to process safety and it was very useful when I was in in White Martins because the White Martins praxia because process safety was a very, very concerning related to the, their process and working process and wherever. And I think that in terms of courses, I, I don't have anyone that I would not do again. Maybe, maybe what I, I would add is, I don't know, I don't know. I, I have nothing to remove, Emmanuel. No, it's fine, it's fine. So let's go now and check out this question. What would you study other than chemical engineering? Uh, I have, maybe you will not believe, but I almost became a lawyer. And it was in the time that I was confused. Uh, I was not satisfied with my career. And my wife is a lawyer. So I started a college to become a lawyer. And, and I studied that for two years in parallel with my chemical engineering job. But once I decided that I had uh, experience enough to teach people how to do plan design, I forget about the to, how to become a lawyer. And I, I like it to, to, to work with how to be a lawyer because in fact, what I saw is solving problem. And that's why I, I really love to be a chemical process engineer because it's, it's a way I have to I have to solve problems. So that's why I considered to become a lawyer, but I gave up in the in the meantime. Okay, lawyer is the first time I hear something like that. That's interesting, Jefferson. In fact, it's very, very similar to plan design because in plan design, we need to follow standards and lawyers need to follow standards also. But as we engineers has a, a systematic thoughts it's easier to get the laws and think about how to have doors to open, right? So that was very, very fun to study uh, law because of that. 
systems are everywhere. And once you're an engineer, you see how structure and order will always prevail over chaos. Okay, Jefferson, this question is an interesting one. So can you give us quick tips for chemical engineering students? So what do they need to do to learn? Or maybe what would you do if you were them? Uh, the first thing that I would like to say is believe in yourself. Do your best to, to, to strengthen your inner self. So it's very nice to, to, to read uh, development books like Tony Robbins, Bobby Proctor. I really, really recommend that to people that uh, get closer to me. I don't talk too much about that. I think that is really, really important. The second thing, invest in social skills. And I call that as external skills because you need to know the, the basic concepts about marketing, the basic concepts about selling and buying, because what you will do in your professional life is sell ideas and you need to know how to, to market your ideas, and not only in the professional life. In fact, in all places that you are, you are sell, selling something. If you are discussing, if you are in a discussion, if you are trying to invite a girl or a boy to go to the cinema or to the movies, you need to use the right words at the right time to convince people. So that's very, very important to know something like that. And I recommend you persuasion. I'm, I don't know how it is in English. I think it's persuasion. It's from Robert Cialcini. It's a very interesting book that talks about the six, uh, the six bases for convincing or to persuade someone. I think that's persuasion, the name of the book. Make no worries. We can always add the resources and your contact information on the blog post I will be preparing for this episode, Jefferson. Okay. And the last thing is prepare yourself technically. And what I regret for not doing was sharing my experience uh, earlier. If I could back in the time, I would start studying and sharing my experience from the day one of my first job. From my first job, it would be okay because I would have the real life experience and I would compare that with the theory and For instance, in that time, I could have a blog and eventually do a YouTube channel. So it is something that would be due earlier if I had the opportunity. Share and working soft skills is also important. As you stated, when you can persuade people, you will get better jobs, better clients, better promotions, and so on. Okay, now let's pass to the professional life questions. So... What would you expect from a chemical engineer graduate if you were to hire him maybe as a consulting, junior consulting, or if you were working in a company, what would you expect from them? Yeah, uh, what I expect from, from a chemical process engineer, and I have a, a junior one at my supervision, and, and that also from my students as before doing questions, look for the answer. And, uh, and I have an uh, example to give. I did a, a test. I sent uh, most of my, 
my students don't don't speak Portuguese, okay? They are not from Brazil. They are from Australia, Canada, Mexico, India, uh, Germany, and etc. So I sent to them an email in Portuguese, a simple email in Portuguese with some instructions, and I waited with the reply. And some of them uh, replied to me something like this. Hi, sir, I don't speak Portuguese. Could you please send me an email in English? And that was the attest, of course. And that was not the correct answer because when your boss gives you a task, they don't want excuses. He wants a solution. And there are many, many ways to solve this kind of problem. For instance, when I get greetings in Chinese, I'm not a Chinese expert, I copy that and add to Google Translate. So this is a way that you have to, if you don't know Portuguese, if you don't know Spanish, if you don't know Arabic, and you receive a message on those languages, copy that and add to Google Translate. And even though you will not have the exact translation, at least you can say to people or for your boss, this this way, I think that it is the, the correct answer. And if it's not the correct answer, please give me some instructions in order that I can get the correct answer. So my tip, what I want to see in people that surround me is that they look for solutions and not focus on problems. Jefferson, if you can change or trade jobs with someone, what job will that be? Let's say one day or one week, one month. I would like to say that I, I'm too involved too many things, too, too many things. So I would like to have uh, one day or one month to work only with the content related to my training program with my students. Because as I'm still working as in plan design, I need to split my time. And then sometimes that is very, very stressful. And as you, you can see, uh, last week, I left the, the industrial plant. I went to, uh, to the hotel and I, I, I did a live session to, in my YouTube. So if I had the time only to do that, it would be very nice. And I hope that soon I can get this opportunity. Okay, Jefferson. Now I have a quick question, but it's a very important question. What was the best advice you were given? The best advice I was given? Mm. Uh, the best advice I was given was those one that I read from the, uh, the Power Within from the Tony Robbins. And there is another the uh, woke up the giant without you. So the best advice were in these two books. And to, just to summarize, we are pushed by pleasure or pain. So you must identify what is the pleasures that you have and how you can avoid pain. And with that, do a plan to drive your career, your personal life, in all your stuffs that you want to read. Okay, that's nice tip. Actually, I always wanted to check out Tony Robbins. I haven't had the time to check out his content. I know he has one book on finance, 
and wealth creation. So I want to check it that as well. But I think the motivational part and doing the job is also a important thing on, on his work. I will check it out. Thank you, Jefferson. And talking about advices, what is the worst advice you were given? I'm not so sure, Emmanuel. I'm not so sure. That's okay. That means that you, if you don't remember, it was not that bad of an advice. If you remember, you will remember it for sure. Yes, because I, I, I prefer not to focus in, in bad things. I, I forget about them and I push, push me to, to solve and, and good things. So I'm not too worried about that. Okay, this question is great. What do you think is the future of chemical engineering? Because I don't know if you check that much the content on the internet and see the young chemical engineers, maybe recent graduates or engineers studying. They are kind of sad that chemical engineering is like a dying field, even though it's not dying, but they think it's like a dying field because oil and gas is going. Uh, most of the jobs are getting automated. So what do you think is the future of chemical engineering? Do you think it's going to uh, grow, uh, maintain itself, maybe disappear, or maybe uh, fragment in other subcategories such as biotechnology, pharma, and so on? I would not say that the chemical engineering will finish or will end because when you have chemical engineering uh, knowledge, there are a lot, a lot of fields that you can all work on But what I could say to the, your audience and people that are listening to us is that they must understand that the, the job market is a market. And what I mean about that is the demand and the scarcity. And with time goes on, we will have more and more graduated at red to the job market, red in, uh, Uh, and enter parentheses, okay, because they will have the diploma, but in fact, they will not be read. And what uh, the, the new graduates that is, is going to the job market must focus on is how to show themselves to the, to the market. So that's why I, I suggest to, to have at least some concepts about marketing, about sales, and build relationship. When you go to LinkedIn, and you, it's the opportunity that you have to share your experience, and with that, uh, show yourself to the job market. And eventually, if you do that consistently, uh, people will notice you, and we, they will consider you if they have projects, or if they, have, or if they need assistance, and something like that. And just to, for instance, not considering my training program because I have a student there, but if I would choose someone to work with me today, I would choose someone that follow my content and not only follow, but shows that they are doing something useful with that. And when we have this kind of relationship, it will be easier to you to find a place in the job market. So what I would say is that focus less in the mathematics and focus more in the social skills because although the, the automation of the industry, we still, have, we still need people to deal with people. 
when you you call your your telephone service you don't want to talk to a computer it is very stressful you want to talk to a to a person that's and true that's true <laughs> when you and in the in the industry when you are doing plan design is the same we always need someone to deal with people so my my point of view is that think the job market as a market and because of that you need to have a better product and you need to marketing your product before the other ones and product most, most important in your life is yourself so this is my point of view that's true jefferson i really like the part of the job market as you stated chemical engineers are in a job market depending on the number of companies depending on the number of jobs available on the position on the movement on the projects they have they will be certain amount of jobs for entry level for senior level or maybe even management level the only thing that you can do is prepare yourself to be the best fit for the job that you're applying yeah i don't think chemical engineering is a dying field i do think maybe we need to get more specialized because the chemical engineer is so powerful as a recent graduate because it can fit in many industries but now nowadays the industry requires way much more specific skills but the only set of skills that you said the soft skills the uh, communication skills persuasion skills leadership team working all those skills will be always useful in any kind of job so thank you for sharing that jefferson i'm also on board with that And Jefferson, one last, two last questions on random facts. Nothing to do with chemical engineering. Mm -hmm. What do you use to get active in the workplace or when you're doing your projects? Coffee, tea, energy drinks, wine, beer, nothing? <laughs> uh, I, I like to, to drink tea, a black tea. I don't, uh, in my normal operation, I don't drink it. Uh, coffee only if I'm dying of sleeping. If I sleeping, stand up sleeping, I drink coffee. And usually I don't drink beer. Only my only when my wife push that to me. And I I like wine also and caipirinha. Do you know caipirinha? Yeah, of course. I love it. Uh, it's not that normal in Mexico, but I, in the beach, in, for instance, in. Cancun or so, there's a lot of caipirinhas. So this is it, my friend. I, uh, if I, I sh would choose, in fact, I don't, I don't use any kind of drink to get power, okay? And uh, when I, I'm very, very tired, I prefer to have 30 minutes sleep. And so I use my cell phone to, to, to ring some, uh, mm, after okay. 30 minutes. And because I understand that I need to rest my, my body to not get sick. So that's the way I proceed. A siesta. That will be your power, a power nap. Jefferson, do you have hobbies and what are they? Yes, I, I have some. I, I, am, I am a gamer and I shift to PlayStation. But in the earlier ages, I start with Nintendo 80 bits, and after that, I get a Mega Drive, and that is from Sega. And I had also a Saturn that was uh, 30, 32 bits, 
console and but some years later I get involved with PlayStation and now I have a PlayStation 2, 3, 4 in my shelf and I'm waiting for the PS5 to, to have some fun or, uh, playing video game but I also like very very uh, it's anime so I like Japanese cartoon and Naruto, some people have, have seen me uh, wearing a Naruto t-shirt and also Bleach t-shirt. And the Knights of the Zodiac uh, was... Uh, that's a classic. Yeah. I love Knights of the Zodiac. Yes. And What's your Zodiac symbol or sign? Gemini no Saga is the strongest one, okay? So... <laughs> Okay, okay. We, we will need a, a new episode to talk about that and have a discussion. Okay. Sorry, I interrupted you. Which, which other, after Zodiac of the Night, uh, Knights of the Zodiac? Yeah, so, Saint Seiya was, it appears in Brazil, I think it was 1996. I was around 15 years. So, since then, I get love it. Uh, or I followed in love about animes, and although I like the the fighting styles, I I also like the uh, Death Note. It's very very nice. Ah, that's uh, a great anime. a great anime. That's true. Okay, uh, Jefferson. Uh, what else? L let me know more. Because I'm too involved with my personal project and sharing uh, my expertise, I have less time to that. But when I need to turn off my head and forget about everything to get relaxed, I turn on my PlayStation 4 or I see these days I have seen a Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball movie. So it's the time that I use to get relaxed. Okay, okay, okay. It sounds great. So Jefferson, talking about hobbies, what is one hobby that you want to develop? Maybe that you want to work eventually when you have more free time? Maybe play an instrument or make a new sport? I try to play instruments, but I don't think that I'm, I'm, I have the, the, enough, the enough will to, to, to play an instrument. But I would like, and it's something that is my plans for the last two years. And I hope that the next year I will be able to do that is to learn how to dance and it is a, 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 a hobby that I can do with my wife. She likes dancing a lot, but as me, she, do, didn't, she doesn't know how to dance. So we, we, it's a plan to do a hobby together with her and uh, learn how to dance very, very kinds of, of music. So that's my plan to, to hobbies. Okay, nice. Dancing is always good. I, I didn't know how to dance when I was young, but I started taking some classes to get better. And right now, I will not say I'm a good dancer, but I am a okay dancer. So Jefferson, thank you for sharing all these. Those were the questions I wanted to ask. So I don't know if you want to make a conclusion on the episode before we close it. Say maybe some tips to our friends or some comments. Whatever you want to add. First, thank you again, Manuel. It, it was very, very nice to talk to you. And guys, if you don't know, I was talking to Emmanuel that I'm still in the industrial plant. He, in Brazil, it's around 10, 
11 p.m. of the night and I'm still here because I, it's very nice to share with you my expertise, my experience in plan design. And I, I am really, really happy to be able to do that. So when you find what really uh, matters to you, what is your pleasure, and that's for sure is one of my pleasure. Nothing, a strong word, but I will keep that. Nothing are able to stop you if you, if you really know what are your goal. So that's why I'm, I'm here with Emmanuel. I have any, uh, any kind of excuses to postpone this conversation, but Emmanuel is a very good friend and the subject is very, very good for me to, I really enjoy about this subject. So what I would say is, if you want to know more about chemical process engineering, plan design, I invite you to go to my website, jeffersoncosta.com. There you will find my links to my YouTube channel, to my Telegram channel, and to my training program to see what is there. But you don't need to get registered to my training program to know more about plan design because I have a lot of free content. And if you wish to get further and if you want to have my personal existence, you can consider about that. But you don't need at the first sight. And I have prepared a special playlist in my YouTube channel. It's a plan design course. So you just need to subscribe to my newsletter and you'll be able to have more than seven hours of chemical process engineering and plan design and how to get familiar with deliverables, activities, and roles of the chemical process engineer. So this is it, my friend. Thanks a lot, Emmanuel. Now is to you. Okay, now thanks to you, Jefferson. I know that your schedule is always very hard to fit in. I know that you have a lot of work, especially with the consulting. And I know that you are right now doing some commissioning in plant. So thank you for staying there. I know that maybe it will be better for us just to be resting, but we need to hustle, make more content for our fellow chemical engineers. And really, thank you once again. It was really a pleasure to have you here and learn more on, on your actual background because I, we never talk about our backgrounds. We only talk about what we are doing, which is chemical engineering content online. So it's, I think it's important that we get to show our background. How do you got that expertise and all that? So I'm pretty sure all the audience that listen to the episode will feel more confident on reaching to you, Jefferson, because you definitely have a lot of work and experience under your belt. So guys, I will be posting all of the Jeff, uh, Jefferson's links, all the content. He has a great webpage. He has a small blog as well. I will be linking also to his LinkedIn profile, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that in the blog post. So guys, we will see each other in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And before you go, I will really appreciate it if you take the time to share this podcast with your fellow colleagues, classmates, friends, or really anyone that might be interested on the topic of chemical engineering and its related fields. If you found this content helpful and valuable, please consider subscribing, writing, and leaving a review. 
thank you so much for your support. It really means a lot. Thank you.